Think of the difference between an iPhone video and a Sundance film. Camera audio versus a studio track. A novice or someone with experience. Sure, each has their place, but which will have maximum impact? Summer Shower Productions, a black-owned, woman-owned production company built to create valuable and inspirational content for you. Whether it's a promotional video, a short film, interviews, event photography, or utilizing our extensive editing and post-production tools to take your already captured content to the next level. We always bring creativity, integrity, and passion to every project we produce. So, consider Summer Shower Productions for your next project. Let's build something great together. What's going on, folks? Your boy again, back in the building. Dr. Sean Thomas here, episode 58 of the Be More Today show. We are back, we are back, we are back in the building. And folks, it is Mother's Day weekend. It's Mother's Day week. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, A special time of the year. Spring is here, and we celebrate moms all around the world this weekend. Um, And for this show, I had to have a special mom on, of course. Before I get into that, thank you again just for following Be More Today. We are trending everywhere, um, Facebook, Instagram, my website, my book on Amazon, the podcast. Uh, we're cruising, we're moving, and it's all thanks to you. I really appreciate the love and support you guys have been giving us always since day one. So my rider diets who've been out there supporting us from the beginning, I appreciate you. Uh, Be More Today is is a movement that we continue to push out there. And, you know, with all the crazy things happening in the world, our main mission has been to promote positivity, uh, remind people that we can be the change you want to see in the world and continue uh, to take our steps to greatness to be the best version of ourselves. We've been doing that since day one. Uh, and with this podcast, you really have highlighted a lot of people who have been doing uh, extraordinary things, ordinary people, extraordinary things. that say it every single week. And I mean it. Um, there are people out there who are doing great things all the time and we rarely highlight them. So this show is really about highlighting them. And, and as we move forward into this new season, uh, season two, we've already been doing this. Uh, we're going to start to really highlight the more, um, you know, the be more portion of our be more today is really about recognizing that we can do great things and that everyone who we bring on the show can share or shed some light on how they are being more in their everyday lives um we want to bring you guys good content as we're now in 35 different countries and we're streaming 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 i want to make sure that everyone knows that they can be more uh wherever they are um whether you're on the front lines whether you're at your job or even in front of your zoom camera right now or right in your car you can be more today and be more this week and that's going to be the focus of our show moving forward highlighting the content of how you can be more on a regular basis my quotation for today is simple as always and it says life doesn't come with a manual it comes with a mother uh and that's a big quotation for me you know a, a lot of people um have different relationships with their moms um some are non-existent and some are uh right there every single day um as as close as anyone else may be in their lives and, you know, my, my mom uh, has been an integral part of my life, and I had to have her on the show today. She is uh, part of the reason why I wrote my book, 
she's part of the reason why I am even alive today. Um, from all the things that I've, I've learned from her in terms of uh, how to be a man, um, how to write, how to read, <laughs> how to add. You know, as I teach my daughter a, a lot of things now, it's funny looking at how um, how interesting the learning experience is because knowing nothing and having someone who knows certain things or anything teach you those things, um, you take it for granted. And uh, as I'm teaching my daughter right now all these different things, I'm recognizing, man, she has to know a lot of things. And I'm showing her the first time so many different things that she needs for the rest of her life. Um, that's that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of, of parenthood. Um, and and mothers and fathers clearly, but today's a Mother's Day show. Mothers do such an incredible job of being the teacher, the nurturer, the uh, sustainer, provider for so many of our uh, young people and, and our babies and kids. So who better today to have on my show, episode 58, than my mom, the illustrious, the beautiful, the lovely Vanessa McKinney. Now, folks, Vanessa McKinney is an educator. She's been educating me for 40 years, but has been an educator for others for 24 years uh, on, in various platforms. Uh, she's a Spartan. Uh, she's a, a, a marathoner. Uh, she is someone who is adventurous and has done a number of different things uh, that have superseded um, I think the expectations of what moms are supposed to do. So today's theme is more than a mom. And I had to bring her on the show. My mother, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the diva of all divas, the queen bee, Vanessa McKinney. Mom, what's going on? Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm very good. Happy Mother's Day. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and then allowing me to be a part of this uh, awesome platform that you're on. No problem. You know, I, I appreciate you. I love you clearly. Um, just had a birthday recently. So Aries all day, you know how we do. And, um, you know, I, I had to have you on this show for this week. I think a lot of people, um, you know, fail, fail to recognize how important mothers really are. Um, and we recognize moms every Mother's Day clearly. Um, but I really want to highlight you this week because I think the theme more than a mom is is you. I mean, you are more than a mom um, to me, to others. And I kind of want to just, I want you to share some of your stories um, with the listeners just so they can recognize um, the greatness that moms really have. And who better to talk about motherhood uh, than than you, uh, you know, mother of five, um, a mother who is is strong and, and so creative. And your story for me is very interesting because you know, growing up, I remember a lot of it. I remember the, all the things that you did um, going to school and, and doing various jobs with me, um, but also seeing as my brothers have experience with you also, so many different things that um, I wasn't a part of as I was away and recognizing that you as a mom, you've, you've transitioned during different phases of life and you become a different mom to me and to you know our, our my brothers um, as we've gone along. So um, before I get into any of those things, I've I've always been curious just to ask you because I never asked you what inspired you to want to be a mom because a lot of people nowadays, right, especially in my, in my generation, a lot of people are just saying, you know what, I'm done. I, I don't want any kids. It's too much. It's too this. Um, and you know, I'm, I think back to the people in, in the old generations who you know 
five kids and 10 kids and seven kids and four kids. And, you know, that was life. Having kids was, you got to have kids, you know? So what, what inspired you initially uh, in, to, to, to be a mother? Well, first of all, I never thought about being a mother. I always thought about not getting pregnant. Mm. That was number <laughs> one on my list. And then um, once I, you know, married your dad and, um, was really happy. You know, I didn't think about that anymore. I thought about um, having a child, at least one. And I didn't really think about what it meant to have a child, Um, you know, being young and just in the spirit of what was going on between your father and I. um, It just happened. And then when I saw your face, not even when I saw your face, when I felt you in my body, in my womb, moving about, there was a, a warmth that came over me that made me want to care for what was moving, that life that was moving inside of me. And um, it was through that experience of feeling you, that fluttering, and then seeing you when you were born, that made it something that was surreal. Something that um, in one part of me, I was afraid because I didn't know how do I, what do I do? How do I care? What do I, how do I live my life? How do I show him, you, the values of, of life, you know? And it, it was almost a level of fear at one point when I became a mother. Uh, but I was thankful that my mom was around and I do recall her coming and kind of being there, you know, initially to kind of help me through the process, um, especially how to hold you, how to clean you, you know, those first couple of months. And then I think just watching you evolve. Um, I remember the first birthday that we had for you. You were walking, obviously, at that time, but you were little. And um, we would have people coming into the house and you were already being a host. You were, you know, you were greeting people. You were you were being you (laughs) in your small version and just seeing you become not just someone that I had to care for, but you were trying to become your own level of independence made me more um, made me want to to understand more how to be a mother to make you be the kind of man that I thought you could be. So it was a learning process all throughout and uh, speaking to individuals, speaking to moms, speaking to uh, Mary Blocker, your other grandmother, speaking just, trying to understand what was this whole thing about? It, it wasn't something that I had really thought about doing until I was in it. And now I had to figure out how to make it and how to make it work well. Mm-hmm. Um, I recalled uh, speaking to a Jewish woman and she said to me, well, you have to start telling him what he's going to be. You have to start telling him what he's going to be. And, uh, I don't know if you ever remember me telling you you're going to be a doctor. I don't know if you ever remember me saying to you, you go, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a doctor, you know? And it was, it was putting those little seeds 
in my mind was trying to plant little seeds of what you could be um, in your thoughts and allowing you to have the experiences to uh, understand that there really weren't any barriers for you, for Tyrell, for Robert Troy or Edwin for that matter. Um, But being a mom meant that I had to be able to expose you to life, the good and the bad. Uh, So when you say that, um, how long have I been an educator? Yeah, I've been an educator for over 40 years Mm. because it's something that you start. Every parent is an educator from the time their child is born because you're beginning to teach them how to eat and how to walk and how to, you know, who you are. You're just teaching them constantly all those concepts that you that we take for granted because you know them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's big. I, 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 I do remember you saying, um, words to me about being a doctor. You know, it's funny. I I never really thought, (laughs) I thought that I came up with that. You know, I, I thought that I was the first one to say that I wanted to be some kind of a doctor, but I mean, I, I guess that seed was really planted, uh, early on for that, thought to even be into existence. And a lot of parents, you know, tell their kids that they want to be certain things, right? Um, but I, I don't I don't think that, well, I can't say that, but usually when those seeds are planted, it, two ways, either they do grow and they prosper and become those things, they manifest it, or, you know, they go the, the opposite. And they just say, you know, I, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm actually going to do the opposite of that and do something completely different. So, you know, I, I do think that, that planting those seeds is, is beneficial and clearly, you know, I, I benefited from that. My brothers have as well. So we appreciate all those things. Um, I'm curious about the, um, you know, you talked to, you say you mentioned grandma and, uh, you know, on, on, on dad's side and, and on, on your side, you know, your, your mom as well. How integral um, was your experience with, with your mother um, in terms of how it shaped how you, have become a mother today and how, how you, how you raised us and how you uh, took those um, experiences that you learned and had as a, as a child uh, into your version of what motherhood is. Well, I had a, um, I have a two part uh, feeling about that question. My mom and I had um, a rocky relationship, particularly in which I think for most mother daughters, during my teenage years. So, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, rebellion on my side, not wanting to do. Um, But then I have to look forward and realize that there were a lot of good values that she gave me. The the rebellion came because I didn't want to listen to those words of wisdom that she was sharing with me. And I thought, like most teenagers, you know, you don't know, you're old, you're from another generation. But as I became a mom, as I became, as I got older and I became a mom, I found myself referring back to those same things that I had rebelled against so strongly. I found myself looking back at and listening to those things that was once said to me and realizing that I needed those values in order to move forward. So um, my mom was really grounded in her faith. Um, She really trusted in the Lord. And I recall that when I found myself as a mom trying to cycle out which way do I turn, how do I 
you know, how do I do this thing called motherhood? I found myself leaning heavily on the Lord, asking for guidance, asking um, how do I do this? And um, I found myself praying a lot, not just for my guidance, but for my children, because I wanted them um, to do well and, and I wanted them to be protected. So I think as a parent, <clears throat> we become extremely, extremely concerned about the well-being of our children. And especially when they're not in our sight, we, when they're here with us, you know, you feel a level of comfort, you know, you, you got them, you, 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 you're, they're good. But once they leave your sight and you know, they're in the presence of someone else, then I don't care how old or how, how young rather, or how old they are, we still are concerned about their well-being, especially a mother who has had, who has raised five young men in this, in this time that we're living in, I think people understand it more, but coming up as a parent raising young men in a, in a young black man, let's be real, you know, there was always that fear and always that concern of, um, of protecting them. So back to your question, um, my mom's spiritual walk and watching her um, live her life has given me that kind of comfort in knowing that that same foundation that she shared, I can utilize that as a means to um, moving forward and helping my children and structuring my lifestyle so that um, I could walk without worrying about all those different things, you know, that I spoke about in terms of raising young black men and just know that I could, I can lean on the faith, lean on God, lean on um, his promises, you know, that if I continuously raise you up the way that he wanted me to raise you up, the way he has guided us in his word to raise you up, that I would be able to deal with whatever challenges come my way with any of my sons. And I think just copying that from her is what has sustained me in dealing with with some of the turbulent um, roads I had to travel with raising five young men. And um, I hold on to that even now as, you know, life changes, being motherhood changes as you go along. Um, it has different meanings at different stages of, of motherhood. So um, I grounded myself in the fact that if I want to teach my young men how to be young men, if I want to teach my young men how to live in this society, I must first model that. And that was part of um you know, how I moved in, in my life. I had to model it. So yes, I went back to school when I were, when I was a mother, a mother raising five kids. Why? Because I wanted you to see that it wasn't about just getting a job, but that you had to continuously, you know, educate yourself so that you could become a, a, a upright citizen in this society. You had to do more than just get up and go to work. You had to really prepare yourself mentally, prepare yourself spiritually, prepare yourself um, emotionally in order to survive 
um, what life has, has to give us. So again, holding on to some of the values that my mom has given me, which was, you know, walking in Christ, trusting in the Lord. She always would tell me, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lead not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he would direct it, direct your path. So I held on to that promise that she gave me as a means of dealing with a lot of the ups and downs. And then um, she prom- promoted education very, very strongly. And although um, I didn't want to go to school, I, I there was nothing very specific that I wanted to go to school for, but I knew that I had to go to school. And um, I went back to school. I went into education. So again, another value that she gave us was, you know, just getting educated, be knowledgeable, learn. Um, and then I think another value that she has given us is um, family, the value of family and how important family really is. So although, as I stated in the beginning, we had a turbulent relationship as a young as a young girl to a mother, as I matured, I understood differently what her her concerns were and why she was uh, so strict with me. And uh, I look back and I realize she gave me a ton load of ammunition to use as being a woman, uh, for being a mother, uh, and for being um, a Christian uh, woman. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's incredible. You know, I I I I remember all of these different things, right? I remember you going back to school and going back to school when you know uh you know I was a little older, clearly, and I remember all the sacrifices that they came with that. One thing I remember in particular was um I remember I, I wanted a a high school ring. And um I remember you saying that, you know, you can have this ring. Um, but I have to sacrifice on my end a little bit. Um, and, and I can't get something that I want because I want to give you this thing that you want. And, you know, I, I recognize that there is so much sacrifice that came with you doing all those different things. Um, and I think we as children take that for granted, not recognizing, uh, all the things that happen on the back ends so that we as children, um, can excel. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Seeing seeing you do those things inspired us to go out there and say, well, if mom can do it, we can do it too. Um, and, you know, that was really a driving force for, I think, each of us as as the five of us, I, I guess I can speak on their behalf. Um, just seeing you model uh, from the Christian walk to the educational realm um, to to all the things that we've seen you do, it, it it made it easier for us to say, well, yeah, we definitely can do it. Because if she can do it with all the things that she's doing right now, then there's no excuse for us not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's powerful for me. Um, you know, just as as your first son, and and like you said, seeing the transition of uh, you as a mom changing over the years. You know, you you as a mom with um, Edwin, who's ten years younger than me, is different than you as a mom with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm blessed because I, I've seen that transition, I think, through all all of them that, that they each didn't have a chance to really experience because I was the first one here. But I do think that that all uh, um, adds up to who you are now as a mom um, and who you will continue to be moving forward as you continue to change as a mom. My question for you now is, 
you, know, you mentioned raising five black boys in this day society. As we know, there are so many things happening in terms of life and um, race relations, Black Lives Matter, Asian hate, all those different things happening in this world. Um, and, you know, whether you live in Brooklyn, uh, like I do, or upstate New York, like you do, the, these things are still prominent and still very, very active. Yes. Um, what has what what has been or your 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 thoughts your your fears? Um, I mean, you've raised five boys in this society, you know, for the last forty years, um, and we've all had different roles during that time. Um, but as you've seen things still be somewhat. Uh, challenging for people of colors, in particular for men of color in this country. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts now as a mom? Um, now that all your children are grown um, in this environment, now how do you continue to mentor and 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 nurture them um, during during this time? And I guess what are your thoughts still of of what you can give uh, to them, or or how you sustain uh, uh, their positivity during during this time? That's a tough question. Um, I think it's easier to guide young men when they're younger because there's a level of uh, accountability that a mom has to a child and a child has to their mom, you know. But once they become grown and they're independent and on their own, um, I don't, you don't have that same kind of, uh, I'm going to say power to tell them you need to do this. You know, you need to get in the house before dark, you know, uh, uh, don't hang out too late at night, you know, but I think my, my, my way of handling things now is just to communicate with a different tone because I don't, I'm not there to, to to tell you what to do. I'm only here to be supportive. So I'll use Tyrell as an example. You know, he has that motorcycle and, and it makes me really nervous to see him on that motorcycle, especially when, um, you know, the evening hour is coming and he's getting on the road to, to go back home. So I can't say to him, Tyrell, you need to get home before dark, you know, but I will say something like, you know, just be careful as you're out there, you know, are your lights working? You know, um, I try to be encouraging, but I, I also want to just help remember, remind individuals, each of you, you know, that there are some obstacles out there that we deal with every day. And um, I don't want to make anyone fearful because I don't think that's helpful. But I do want to keep it in the forefront of your mind that this is the world that we live in. Be careful, you know. So through my conversations, through my little comments, and sometimes Tyrell give me a look like, Ma, you, I know, okay, I'm, I'm fine, I'm, I'm okay. But I, I guess as a mom, I will always be concerned about the well-being of each of you and um I'm always thinking, although I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking a little differently and at the same time trying to release that whole concept of motherhood. You are grown men. All of you are grown men doing your own thing. And I have to respect the fact and I have to tell myself that I must respect the fact that you are uh, individuals with your own ideas 
and your own um, dreams. And if I'm trusting in the Lord, which is what I always hold on to, then I have to trust that he's got this too, that he's watching over you and that whatever path each of you choose to take, that's part of the destiny that he, that God has for you. And it may not be my choice because it's not about me. It's about each of what each of you. So my hope is to, you know, be supportive, to be there for you, but, um, you know, just little reminders, conversations about, you know, finances, racism, um, raising children, just little comments to kind of, you know, let you know that I'm here with you. If you need help, if you need support, if you just need a, an ear that I'm here, I don't have answers because each journey is different for each of you. Each journey is different for, you know, what you have to deal with, with you and Sonali, what Tyrell has to deal with, Tyrell and Isabel, what Robert has to deal with, with Robert and Davian, you know? So it's it's a different journey for all of you guys. And um, the best that I can do is to always be in prayer for you and then to allow you to let you know that I'm always there for you. Mm, that's big. There, there are two things I want to just to share quickly. You know, I, I you being there for, for us has always been something that has been a constant. Um, you being there for me in particular, um, I remember two instances. One, you talked about like, you know, giving guidance throughout the journey. I, um, when I went to, to boarding school for the first time uh, in the morning, Six o'clock in the morning, phone call, uh, you know, just to check in, to pray, see what's going on every single day. And you know, a lot of my, my, my friends were like, yes, your mom calling you every single day. I'm like, yeah, we talk every single day. Um, and that, that went through college as well. Um, you know, early morning phone calls to check in, to pray, to, to see what's going on. Um, you know, I, at, at sometimes I was like, oh, here, mom, what? <laughs> but, you know, look, looking back on it, I, I, I appreciate because that, that kept a constant connection and it kept a constant uh, um, reminder that, you know, even though I'm not with you right there, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. If you need me, I'm still here. Um, and, and don't forget um what you learned you know don't forget you know they say don't forget where you came from but you know don't don't forget where you came from don't forget all the the teachings and things that we showed you i showed you um that you're hopefully applying to your everyday situations because there are things that you're going to experience that you know even though i've 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 told you how to handle the situation when you get there maybe a little different um and when you experience it it maybe a little um different than how we talked about how to handle it. So, you know, I appreciate those things. I, I, I remember those things. You know, that was the day when we had phone cards, not not cell phones all the time. So, you know, you had to sometimes do a, a call a number and dial this and dial that just to get to the, 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 the person. But, you know, it happened. And even before cell phones, you know, we, we, we found a way to still communicate. So um, that journey is definitely different, you know, as, as we've become older and as, as you become um, invested in, in my brothers as well and shout out to, to the brothers, you know, it's Thomas five, we're here. Um, but that, 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 that journey is, is consistent. And even talking about the, you know, the, the racism or the race relations, you know, I, I was someone who for the last couple of years always ran at five o'clock in the morning. And I remember you, you being very adamant about 
not being on the streets. And, you know, even even in my older years now, you know, taking to heed those words of wisdom, um, even though, you know, I've been running on the streets for years and I know exactly where I'm going. But, you know, with all the things that are happening in the world, I say, you know, what? let me just let me just back up and adjust, adjust my my life, my schedule. Um, Not saying that I think anything would have happened or could have happened, but just the fact that you saw that as a potential issue. Um, you know, out of respect, I said, okay, no problem. And I haven't really run those early morning runs in, in the longest time. I adjusted my schedule, so I'm running more when people are around and I'm out there now where people are, are able to see me in the daylight, which is clearly a safer thing to do. Um, but I think it is those things that, that, that we as children um, no matter how much we learn, how many degrees we may get, we should still be able to recognize um, that there's still wisdom, um, you know, from our parents. And, and we can we can take not everything that you guys say, clearly, but, you know, a lot of the things that you that you share comes from a place that is 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 based on experience and based on on wisdom and based on things that can enhance our life still, no matter what part of our life that we're in um, because you've already been through that. You've already seen certain things. So, um, you know, I, I take that to heart. And I, I think that a lot of um, um, children can also take those things to heart from their parents. Um, well, I'm glad to that. Hear that, you, that, you, that you're not running that early in the morning anymore. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been. I, I really been doing, you know, more runs during, during the day. There, there are more people out. And, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate that, 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 that advice that you share with me. Um, and, and it makes me think about now, you know, looking at the, the different roles that moms have played throughout the years, you know, um, you know, you talked about the sacrifices you made and, and, and the lessons that you taught each of us, Robert, Joy, Edwin, Tyrell, and me, um, through our lives while also carrying various loads. Um, and, you know, nowadays it's interesting because, you know, even as we're raising children and we're seeing that, it's a challenge to, 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 to balance everything. You know, we, we had, um, Sonali as I was older, I think you were about 24 when you had me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, on my end, we had Sonali when I was in my, my thirties. Um, uh, so, you know, the, the, the spectrum of, of, of parenting has shifted a little bit as, you know, more people are going to work, more people are getting high level degrees, more people are, you know, choosing careers first before having having children. Um, you know, when you're getting married at 21, yeah, there's a bigger window to have a lot of kids before you start jumping into thing into the workforce. But I think as the workforce has changed for for women, um, you know, more women are going to school, more women are professionals. They're, they're going out there and doing certain things. What are your thoughts on, I guess, the modern day mom? Um, you know, the mom who doesn't want to have any kids at all, but puts her career first. And, you know, people sometimes look at that and say certain things about that. Or, you know, the mom who only ha- wants to have one kid or the one who wants to have no kids, you know, and it just says, I'm going to focus on my career and and and, and do me and do or do us or what have you. Um, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on the modern day mom nowadays? And, and, you know, there are moms out there who are still having multiple kids clearly and you know some people can't even have kids um but are still mothers to others in in various ways so the spectrum i think of motherhood has has shifted um a little bit as you've gone into this this working class this working mom class for this this new century but what are your thoughts on all these different things if any 
I don't think that motherhood has, I don't think any of those scenarios that you just mentioned have changed. Mm. Meaning, um, even in my youth, there were mothers who wanted to have mother, mothers who wanted to have children, couldn't, mothers who wanted to have just one child, mothers who wanted to have 15 kids, uh, mothers, or rather women who chose to have uh, a career opposed to being a, a mother. You know, it's 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 individuals. It's a woman's decision to have children or not to have children, to have one child or to have five kids, to choose their career over raising a family. I think um, that's a choice that each woman, each person should have, each female should have, and that it's not for anyone to judge. No matter what mothers, mother-in-laws may say in terms of you should have another one or you should have at least one, or I think it's an individual decision. And I would never uh, want anyone to tell me that I should have had no kids, one kid, five kids. I don't want anyone to tell me how to um, live my life. Each woman has to choose what's best for them. Um, each couple needs to talk about what's best for them. Um, and hopefully it's that's before marriage so that you can assess if a man wants to have several children and a woman just wants to have one or none, you know, that's a conversation that needs to be had beforehand because um, it's a joint effort, effort rather in raising kids. It's not a one person show. Um, I'm thankful Personally, I'm thankful that I had a good supporting family to help raise and friends to help, you know, be a part of the raising of you guys. Um, but I think motherhood is and has to be a personal choice. I don't think anyone, any uh, institution should be the dictator of telling someone how to live their lives, if they should have children or not. Mm. Mm. Now, you know, the, the theme for this show is more than a mom, and you've already exemplified that in various ways. I mean, I, I wrote a whole book with you in various chapters, <laughs> um, you know, in, inspiring me throughout my journey. And, um, you know, even one of the chapters was talking about the word doubt and how I distinctly remember talking to you about that word doubt and its definition, because I always kept saying, oh, I, I always kept saying, hearing you say, I doubt that, or I doubt this, not in terms of your personal thing, which is in terms of conversational um, um, rhetoric, and, and, and recognizing that, you know, that that word doubt is so powerful for us to use, but it should never really be something that we internalize. Mm-hmm. Um, it should always just be saying that we can do, we can, 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 can. Not so much doubting ourselves, but I just remember distinctly you defining the difference between, you know, doubting something and not doubting something. Okay. Um, and, and you know, your, your entire journey for me has been one that really exemplifies you being more than a mom. You know, I, I think about the, um, the latter portion of our experiences in terms of you being a mom um, has really been more, more, more partnership, you know, from the Spartan race that we did for the first time um, for the, for you actually completing the, the NYC marathon a couple of years ago. Um, this adventurous side of you was something that I didn't see 
you know, growing up. But but as you've uh, uh, matured in your motherhood and your and your womanhood, it's become something that's so integral to you um, as an adventurer. What motivates you? Um, you know, aside from the teaching, which you've been doing for years on end, but what motivates you to continue to redefine? Um, yourself as you continue to grow, mature uh, in your womanhood and in your journey as a mom? Life. I love life. I love living. Um, I'm surprised you didn't see the adventurous side when, when I was raising you guys because we would always go out hiking and doing different things together. You know, we, we weren't a stay-at-home family. We were always out and about. But um, I think... Life for me is um, a journey, and I believe in making every day count. That's my mantra, make every day count. So even if I get up in the morning and I, I take a walk or just take time to stop and breathe, you know, I, I need to know that I'm doing something within my day that's for me, not because I have to get up and go to work or have responsibilities at church or, you know, at home, you know, whatever those, those responsibilities are that always keeps us moving. I need to know that there's a moment in my day that I stop and do something that I want to do. So as I moved through the journey of life, um, yes, each chapter or each page seems to have a different challenge. Um, and I, I remember one particular incident when um, your dad and I were, you know, going our different ways. Um, I, I, we had gone to a, an amusement park, you guys, your dad and I. And I, there was this, um, this wall, a rock wall we had to, you had to climb. And I decided I'm going to try and climb that wall. Now, that was a very scary event for me because the wall, um, you know, there was nothing really there to, to, to hold on to other than the, the rocks. They had a little strap around you, but the fact of going up and the height was a little daunting to me. So, but in my mind, I kept feeling that I'm getting ready to go through a big challenge right now. And if I could do that wall, then I can take on this, the next challenge that I knew that I was going to encounter. And as I climbed that wall, I was crying, you know, and I was fearful because that was a task that I knew that I, I had not done before. And there was a level of fear for me, but I, I knew that if I could get to the top of that wall, that whatever the challenges were that I had to deal with when I got down, I would be all right. Mm. And I did that wall and I came down. And I just knew in my heart that no matter what my earthly challenges were going to be, I was going to be okay. Mm. So there was, there's always, there's always a challenge that I put in front of myself to kind of push myself to the next level. Um, and I'm really thankful that uh, I held on to a lot of the promises that my mom had instilled in me and um, not to worry, but in all things through prayer, uh, that to trust in the Lord with all my heart and he and lead on him and he will guide me. 
you know, there were just little promises that she would put around the house that would that would help me during that particular phase of my life to know that I could move forward and I would be okay. So here I am now at 64 years old and I'm thinking, you know, there's a whole journey of life that's behind me and a shorter journey of life in front of me, but yet I'm here. What am I going to do now? Because those things that I have used to identify me, my children, um, my job. Um, those things now are independent of themselves. You know, I, I'm, I'm retiring soon and, and my kids don't need me as much. So now here I am. What, what, what do I do now? What's my purpose? And um, I just, I, I look back at one point and I realize I have redefined myself in so many different chapters of my life. Now, what do I have? Now, how do I want to redefine myself? And um, I just know that my spirit has always been a free spirit and um, I'm always willing to try. So, you know, I'm in, in the garden now. I'm, 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 I'm a gardener or a farmer, as someone called me. Um, I'm trying to become more health conscious, which I've always been very conscientious of my health, but now I'm trying to put a lot of things into place, a lot more things into place, become more knowledgeable about the how, and um, just trying to create um, another world for myself. I, I've always been involved in videography, so now I'm developing those skills and um, trying new things always stimulating my, my mental ability to learn and, and to do. So, you know, I, I hope I answered the question that you're, 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 you're asking me, but I think life is about learning and um, taking risk. I remember your dad would, would, would make a statement about living on the edge, but I don't want to live on the edge because we tried that. And that was, that was kind of, scary within itself but I always I do want to take risk meaning risk of pushing myself past my my fear barriers risk of trying things I've never tried before like that marathon or or the um the Spartan races um risk of doing things like my videography um and creating videos and um just living my life with a purpose that um, allows me to explore the different things of interest that I that I really want to understand better. So um, I think that it's just something that's in that's inside of me in terms of taking on the challenges and trying to push myself past my own barriers. You know, my own fear barriers. I think often enough uh, we we do that. We know we, we, we get to a certain place and then we, we become fearful and then we back off. We don't want to try anymore. But I, I think there's a level of, um, I get a little rush when I, when I can see myself pushing myself, pushing past that wall or pushing past that glass ceiling as someone else has stated earlier. Um, that 
allows us to realize that we have a whole lot more to give, that we have a whole lot more we can do if we push past the fear factor. That's enough to really say, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I, no, I can't do that. That, and, and I looked at myself, honestly, when I ran the marathon or when I did the um, Spartan race, I think I, I was in my 60s when I did that. And my thought was, why am I out here at 60 years old doing this? Nobody else is, I mean, you know, why? Do I look foolish at this age? But you know what? I don't really care what anybody thinks in terms of how I look. It's That's something that I wanted to do. It was on my list of things that I wanted to do in my lifetime. And um, I enjoyed the process. And more than that, I enjoyed the fact that I was able to push myself, um, which told myself that I can, that Mm -hmm. I can do those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is basically what Be More Today is. And and maybe the reason why I started this thing, Be More Today, is because I saw you doing more things every day my entire life. Uh, it's very, very possible. Um, so now, mom, I have to ask you, based on your your description now, what you just said about going against the grain and redefining yourself. Um, as you know, Be More Today is, is our brand. It's our motto. It's our thing. We ask everybody on the show what that phrase means to them. So you are number 58 on this show. When you hear the phrase, Be More Today, what does that phrase really mean to you? That means that every day I must be doing something towards improving or reaching a goal that I have established in my life. That means to me that I cannot allow fear to be a factor. That means to me that um, I have to be purposeful in my movement, that being more has to be able to benefit not just me, but those around me. So that um, if if I'm going to be more today, if I'm going to be a better me, it can't be for my own um, selfish reasons, but it must be to benefit not just me, but to benefit others as well. So um, be more today means pushing past those barriers, pushing past those fear factors, Breaking that glass ceiling, being more today means not letting anyone define who you are or how you should act at any particular age or uh, who you are or how you should act because of um, your color, who you are or how you should act um, because of your gender. Enjoy your life. Define who you are and then make it happen. Any final tips you want to share, mom, with, um, you know, moms who are continuing to, 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 to take their journey uh, through motherhood um, with potential mothers who are about to have kids and they're uh, possibly looking at your story and, and, and seeing that they have work to do uh, for their journey or, or, or moms who are, you know, where you are, who are, you know, um, their kids are grown now and they're starting to redefine uh, you know, who they are as women, and as mothers today. Any final tips on any of those those platforms? I would just say um, love your family, love your children. No matter what obstacles may come in your way, <clears throat> each child will bring a different experience to you and a different challenge. 
Um, do not compare one to the other. Just love them for who they are and uh, whatever gifts they have been uh, given. Love them for who they are with whatever deficiencies that they bring. <laughs> and um, continue to try to be an example. As a mom, just try to be an example, a good example. And if you don't know, if you don't have a good model, if you don't feel you are a good model, then look outside at other mothers and watch how they have mothered and, and, and take those qualities. You know, we, there's no school for mothering. Like there's no school for parenting. Um, so sometimes you have to look outside to see what others have done and try to embrace those positive factors into your life. Uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes and to admit, you know what, I did that wrong. Um, I, I, I recall having conversations with Robert, Troy, and Edwin. And they kind of pulled me up and said they didn't like when I did this. And I had to kind of take a deep breath and a, a big gulp because it was a, a painful pill to swallow. But, you know, when I recognized that that did not work, my actions did not help, then I had to, you know, revamp my own approach to handling whatever the issue was. And um, there is no school for parenting. So you need to be open enough as a mom to recognize that the best way to, to be a mother is to be honest and to be real about who we are. And a lot of our mothering skills come from our own experience as a child and our, and our own mothers and how they responded to us or they treated us. And sometimes you have to let some of that go because it may not be a positive experience, but you can take the positive things that they did give you and you can apply that and, and then evolve into your own motherhood. Mm. So it's mm. a journey that's such a pleasurable journey. It changes from year to year, from decade to decade. But I think that um, the love of a mother is constant. And um, even though sometimes you don't know how to love your child because of the pain that may be coming you know from them or the the struggle that they may be going through and you're hoping that you could be there to support them but you really can't be there to support them because you would be enabling them you have to learn how to back off um when it's all said and done though um i think moms are just individuals who love deeply and because they've seen the journey of that baby evolving into manhood or womanhood uh, it's not always easy to transition but the love that a mom has is there and is always there and I, I would encourage young mothers to stay on their knees and pray be very prayerful be prayerful in 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 just how you raise your kids and uh, just ask for guidance. It's, it's a tough journey, but so many mothers have gotten through it. So I encourage you all to um, 
embrace it, enjoy it, hold on to it because it goes so quickly before you know it. The babies are grown men and women. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. as I always would say to you, I don't know if you remember this, I love you forever. I love you for always, forever and ever. My baby, you'll be. That's okay. from a story called um, I Love You Forever. I think that's the name of the book. It's a children's book. I wanted to give credit to the person who said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing, Mom. I appreciate that. I love you. You know that. And um, yeah, where can, where can people follow you? Where can they connect with you? They want to connect with you at all? Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, those are the two platforms that I'm utilizing right now. Okay. Folks, you heard from the queen BBT herself. Uh, she has made episode 58 one for the books and mom, I got to say on behalf of all my brothers and Sonali and my wife, happy mother's day to you. Um, I, I, I hope you have a great one as always. You've been integral in terms of everything for us and for me and for our family. So continue to be a pillar of light and we just pray that you continue to, to do your thing, to be more than a mom and to continue to redefine uh, all the barriers and all the restrictions and all the strongholds and all the, the, you know, the things that keep us down, continue just to keep busting through those things and, and, and being great. So thank you for being you. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you so much and I love you guys. And uh, I hope I get to see you next week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so folks, remember our quotation from today, life doesn't come with a manual. It comes with a mother. You heard my mom talk about so many things that um, define her as a mom, redefine her as a woman, um, that she embraced over, over time, that she shared, that she that she grew, that she experienced, that she just um, created a platform for her to be great for her children. Um, and she gave some really good advice for uh, future moms who are out there, or current moms who are where she is now, redefining who they are now um, in, in the, the latter stages of their motherhood and recognizing it's a journey that continues to change and continues to grow and continues to be uh, uh, fun to experience and to enjoy. So uh, keep praying for your kids. Um, keep growing with them. Um Continue to be the great moms that that the world needs us to have. Uh, I salute all the moms out there, whether you have one or five kids, whether you mentor somebody who's not even your own or you adopted somebody, whatever the case may be. uh, Mothers make the world go around. Um, You got the superheroes, the real superheroes in this world. So continue to be great. And... um, you know, continue to follow us on Be More Today. As always, folks, our, our information's out there, the book, the workouts on YouTube, the podcast that we have on Mondays with me and my boy T. Farrell on Wednesdays. Uh, and if you want to send us any questions or want to send my mom any questions directly, you can email me at drshawn at bemoretoday.com. That's drshawn at bemoretoday.com. Um, and that's it. Have a great, great Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. And as I always say, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. We'll see you next week. Peace.